Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound, as always. They've been with us since the very beginning. If you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us, and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by PlanBSales.com and CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecasts or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out. Use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets it. If they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out. We beat him, so it's all good. All right, boys and girls. This is episode 141 of the Black Flag Podcast. And actually, typically, I'm the one that does the intro here. But I got made fun of for it during the weekend, so I think you should do it. I'm doing the intro? Yeah, I think you should do it, yeah. Hi, my name is Freddie Kraft. And, uh, nope. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, wait, no. no. That, wrong, wrong show? Wrong guy, oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, this is the Black Flag Podcast. And uh, I am Spencer Morris. <laughs> that is at smorris34 on all things social media. <laughs> Um, I'm sitting here uh, to my right is Bsauce96. How's it going, Bsauce? It's going. It's going great. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't bad for on the spot. I just came up with that on, out of my ass. Just yeah, that now. Was I was very scared. Yeah, I, no, I saw the look in your eyes, like the, the deer I hit with my Volkswagen. Yeah, it, 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 it was, was a problem. Thing, yeah. Yeah. His head was like uh, three feet behind the microphone when you right. asked that, so he yeah. very much had to like whip his neck into the fucking thing. <laughs> also, I also I'm on the show, too. My name is Charlie oh, Sanborn. Yeah, but yeah. I thought yeah. they knew that. Well, no, I'm, I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Well, now they do. <laughs> okay. All right. so, so this is episode 141. Like I said, uh, we are back in the Solero Commerce compound. Um, after yet another eventful weekend here with the boys, uh, we made the trek out to Long Island to Riverhead Raceway, where uh, for the last couple of weeks it's been uh, been in motion with you and, and your lady Hannah and uh, and Bradley and myself to to hop on a boat and go racing again with, with some people. And uh, before that, though, we ended up at Mohegan and um, – it was a it was an eventful weekend. I yeah. think is the easiest way to say it. Somehow we planned this to go to a race on Saturday night in Long Island, and then we all tried to leave at noontime on Friday, and we <laughs> got back at three a.m. on a Monday. So yeah. I don't know. I guess that's kind of how things go when yeah. you roll the Black Flag podcast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Mo- yeah. Mother Nature decided to play a factor in that. Unfortunately, literally zero um, percent of the things went to, according to plan. I think. Uh, well, that's just typical yeah yeah so th- so the original plan like you said was the uh, you you boys were going to try and leave early friday get down there at a reasonable hour and um i ended up having to work until five o'clock so then you so graciously waited for me and i appreciate that so then you were my ride down to mohegan where bradley and and a couple others were already down there waiting for us and um, unbeknownst to Bradley, while we were driving, I was making phone calls, inviting people to come down. We had a nice little gaggle oh, at, yeah. at the yeah. at the Sun of Mohegan. I was very. We we went bar hopping. We went to the first place, Comics Roadhouse. Uh, it's kind of the going to be the plan for the night. Um, great spot. Charlie loves it. Uh, you'll hear about that in, <laughs> in about thirty seconds. But so we get there, we get some dinner, and uh, we're like, oh, let's go, let's go check out another bar. So we go to this sports bar, um, and they have about eighty four projector screens. 
all of which are either on basketball or soccer. So we sit down, and <laughs> I want to stand back up. And, and um, to preface, though, I don't think we have a problem with basketball or soccer. We just we'd rather watch literally anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paint, paint drying yeah. would have been. Um, <laughs> if Sherwin yeah, Williams I've, had a commercial, I would have loved to see that. I, I yeah. mean, I watch a little bit of basketball. Um, definitely was not into the zero zero USA Mexico <laughs> yeah. soccer yeah, that, that was qualifier brutal. game. Yeah, not good. I very, very quickly took the seat at the table that was facing away from the screens because I figured that I would see much better uh, entertainment from the uh, the casino crowd. But, uh, yeah, we went over there, grabbed the beer, told you, you that's conveniently when you guys showed up, we were just going to have a beer and go back uh, to comics. And then uh, we sat down and you guys both got drinks that didn't have alcohol in them. Oh, um, yeah, I, yeah, I for sure good. bought a $15 Coca-Cola that, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that was supposed to have Captain in it and it just didn't. But and that's the least amount you get fucked all night right there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I wish that that was the worst thing that had happened to me, but it for sure wasn't yeah. at all. Yeah. Kind of well, fucked so, my whole weekend. So up. as we're sitting over there, it's it's Margaret Cassie and I, and we're just enjoying the time. And I see Borges in the distance walking over, and I'm like, the fuck is Borges doing here? Like, I just just I hadn't invited him. I didn't even think about it because we had a group of, like, six of us, and it's just it was such a shit show. There was, like... 18 people that had confirmed that they were coming and then they all backed out at once but then like half of them were like oh we're still gonna go and the other half's like oh maybe and then someone's like oh i got a friend and i'm like i don't fucking know who's coming i can't even keep track of it and uh then borges walked over and i'm like oh borges <laughs> how you doing pal and then daddy walked over and i'm like is that my dad oh my god yeah yeah, and no, uh, like Mitchie I said, we were, bags walked over. I was making phone calls in the ride, ride down there. Just like we got, we got to have a gaggle going and I at least got two of them, but yeah, uh, two of uh, one of which uh, played a very crucial role in the, in the, the remaining, remaining part of the weekend, which uh, Ryan Borges got absolutely fucked. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bad, yeah. Bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Mohegan was a time, uh, went to comics though. Okay. Now for some reason, I, I don't know why, but I feel like lately, Places just refuse to split a bill for whatever. It's just one bill, a giant amount. Somebody usually gets fucked by trying to pay for it all and then get everybody's Venmo back. Well, I was the one who bravely threw my card down, just hey, put it on mine. Like, well, I'll get it figured out later. So they go and charge it. And it, at the end of the night, the tab for nine of us was $572. For, with, for what we put on the tab, because there was definitely some drinks getting rifled around elsewhere. Oh, yeah, there yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. was, it was a situation. So, sure. I mean, <laughs> relatively speaking, though, I feel like that wasn't as bad as it could have been. No. So it, it was $572. Okay, whatever, fine. And then I, I start getting cash and Venmo and all this stuff. Well, the next morning is where my weekend took a turn. We, we wake up in the hotel after an egregious... Uh, situation Mitch, Mitch <laughs> we've got to go back to yeah, that yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go back to that in a second Mitch you're grounded but um I go to we go to Dunkin Donuts Dunkin Donuts is not known for the highest quality food usually not the most expensive but typically you're just not hungry afterwards right so I got a bagel my bill was like six dollars negligible right so I go give my card declined that's so cool so I'm like, well, why did that happen? I started thinking, oh, right. Well, I had a, like a $600 purchase out of state last night. Maybe they shut my card down. Well, I go to look at my account. I had just gotten paid like 24 hours ago, and I'm looking at it. It's like negative almost $400. I'm like, well, that's not right at all. The fucking bar charged me twice on the bill that we have, and I then had no access to my money for the remaining part of the weekend. You know what's a great look? Like something that really just gets you going on a Saturday morning? Getting declined for six bucks. 
at yeah. fucking Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> at that point, officially, <laughs> the guy playing music yeah. outside of the gas station had more had money, more than dollars. Oh my god! Charlie. No, like, like yeah, actually, like actually, yeah. Dunkin' food is is great. Like you said, it, it's just there so that you're not hungry afterwards. But it's because it makes you feel like shit, and then you don't want to eat anything forever and all. Like and, until Mitch is being done grounded, you don't want food inside of you. Right. Yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. I'm glad that you were able to get that and uh, move on with your life. I don't think you have your money back yet. Well, no, I don't. (laughs) So uh, just one thing that I do need to say is I've gone on, what, three big trips here with you as of late, Charlie? Oh, Riverhead. Yeah, it's you. It's it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely it's a, Bradley, it's a me problem that somehow is a Charlie problem. Bradley can attest that doesn't really ever happen to me. No, bad, it's only when you're around. Bad things happen happen Daytona? to your checking and your savings when I'm around, <laughs> Daytona, and I apologize. Daytona and well, Hickory that was that was bad. Yeah, it, the card didn't uh, get declined there. No, it, but it, it definitely was, was shortly after. It was smoking. Like. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. It was on fire, but no, it didn't get declined there. And then yeah, again, fucking comics. We go to Connecticut, and all of a sudden I get charged twice for one of the biggest tabs i've ever paid for in my life so like that's so fucking cool thank you spencer because yep. obviously it's your fault it, it definitely yeah yeah it, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, that that we, we i don't know I how also, i don't know how we we can we can lightly talk about the subject of which was friday night. yeah i i do need to uh before we get too deep into it i need to <laughs> congratulate uh cassidy on her world record of the night of the bull riding contest. It was for, actually second. Um, 34 <laughs> and yeah, a half you, seconds. You had the world record. Oh, yeah. It, it, did I? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, my God. You were God. on it for like a yeah. minute and a half. <laughs> yeah. My arms still hurt. It's a it's a problem. It's actually everything hurts, but yeah. especially my arms. <laughs> and this was Friday, so you're very much in shape. So <laughs> we're all sitting down like right next to the bull uh, at Comics Roadhouse, and everyone is pretty much on the same page of riding this bull after enough alcohol 582 times two is put inside of you basically yeah. mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. at that point then you know we have half the gaggle lined up ready to get on the bull i am not one of those um i was not interested um and also i was intoxicated enough that if i had gotten on that bull <laughs> numerous people were going to be showered with with liquid that they did not want to be showered with i promise um so that actually happened to us later too but i'm just yeah i'm just sitting there yeah and there wasn't even a bowl um i'm just sitting there watching you get on there and cassidy and mitch and margaret did daddy get on the bowl i don't daddy lost the sock in the pen of yeah, the bowl t- but t- i don't remember yeah, cassidy how got, it happened did cassidy he, got 2319 did he throw he a threw sock? a sock on her oh. and then yelled 2319 <laughs> and i think only the people that were in their 20s understood it were dying laughing and then he forgot that he left his sock in there and then had to dangle Cassidy by her feet back in there do like basically like claw hook it out of the fucking bull ring. Yeah. It was I don't a mess. Know. I don't, the Cassidy apparently got the world record, but then Spencer was on it for like six times longer than she was. So I don't, I think the guy was just trying to make her there, feel good about herself. There was some singing. There was a hat that was perfectly thrown. Oh and yeah. Almost knocked the phone out of your hand. Yeah, while you're taking good. a Snapchat that video. It, yeah. That was a pretty it's, far toss. Too. Yeah. You should play for like, any football team that's not good. I don't know. Fucking Carolina. It's Cam Newton can do it. I think I, 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 I think I'm on there. Yep. Yeah, you could probably. Probably more accurate than him. <laughs> Jameis Winston, LASIK surgery. Um, I don't, yeah. Uh, Friday was, you know, uh, it just, it went, it was, it was the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, I uh, believe. The low yeah. was somewhere 
uh, was it on the ground before the shuttle, or was it, it um, went, well, in the bathroom all later on? <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, again, we're not naming any names, but Mitch, you're grounded. <laughs> and uh, th- this had started. He was, well, he sat down on the ground, and we like we love Mitch. We like Mitch. Mitch can stay. Yeah. Um, but he started off by uh, sitting on the ground. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's a start. That's, I've been there. That's not what you want. That's not what you're looking for. I know where this usually ends. So I was like, all right, let's get up. Come on, let's go. And we throw him in the shuttle. And from there. <laughs> that shuttle driver is so lucky. <laughs> let's just, like, that guy... I don't think the windows opened. So it would have <laughs> been just so bad. And, and there was some random chick that was sitting in the, the back row with us because she was with her, her flock of fucking females or whatever. And I, she's lucky. We're all lucky that it didn't happen there. But we get back to the room, and I'm looking at Mitch. I'm like, you know, pal, like, I think you should just probably park it in the bathroom. Like, he wasn't sick yet, but I was like, you should probably just park it. Just park it right there. Like, we know what's going to happen. Just... Make sure that you, know, you do it where it needs to be done. Yeah. Well, he did, but he also, <laughs> uh, it was, I think it was on himself, uh, the toilet, the tub, uh, the sink, the floor. Uh, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. And at one point in the night, Spencer gets up to, I presume, uh, urine. Definitely had to do the urines. And you said he looked like an overdose victim, right? <laughs> uh, big time, big time. There was, you walk in and there is throw up on every, put there's the sink. The, the it, it it was it was everywhere it was a problem i really still had to pee um but he was uh sitting on the toilet like i assume um whoever found elvis presley uh, it was it was the it was the same scenario um it was not good so i i i go in and i was trying to decide if i was just gonna try to you know pee over him in the tub or i I think I could have got it. Um, just pee in the sink at that point. Fuck it. <laughs> it uh, it was not a good situation, and I I woke him up, and then the, <laughs> the, vo- the vomits started all over again. Well, so I I hear like obviously there's no dialogue happening, but I I hear him get up and go in there, and then all of a sudden I hear. And I think Spencer now has seen the crime scene and is now gagging himself. And it was so loud. It was, (laughs) like, so loud. Well, the door was wide open. It was, uh, yeah. For sure. And and um, we've all been there. For sure. I've I've been that guy. Bradley's been that guy. Spencer... All the You've time, been that guy. all the time, yeah. I am that guy. It actually, is Spencer. Yeah, actually, I feel. Um, <laughs> Hannah was actually convinced it was me throwing up too. She's like, "That's exactly how Spencer sounds." It, He's it sounded it's just a, like it's you. a problem. Yeah, and um, you know, I, she, her, and Augusta. Um, <laughs> time out one second. Yeah, can we talk about how fucked up we are? Where I can tell, or I think I know who it is based off of the vomit sounds of what's going on in the back. Like, yeah, that's a that's well, a separate yeah. issue. Well, and yeah. I don't, and I don't know that. I don't know That's that I've normal. I don't know that I've ever thrown up and been like that out of commission before. <laughs> like usually, like uh, eleven times out of ten, I blow the motor in the primary and the backup is ready to go. And it's you. That's usually just how I operate. Mitch blew the motor, the tranny, <laughs> the rear end, the backup and, car, our car, yeah. your car. He blew up the dyno. And, and <laughs> the this... body shop's a mess. Like I don't know what happened. He's just so <laughs> grounded. It's just. Oh, yeah. And this was just the heat race. It was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Oh. It's the most expensive heat race I've ever seen. <laughs> I haven't even bought tires yet. <laughs> <laughs> I 
barely fill out the entry sheet, to be honest. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, uh, no, we love you, Mitch. Uh, we just got to poke fun at you and pick on you because, it, well, it was your turn. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and by golly, did you win Friday night. And I holy believe, fuck. <laughs> I believe he might have been the drunkest on Saturday morning as well. Um, oh, he was poor, still drunk, for sure. Poor, poor Borges. <laughs> oh, my Borges. God, Borges. Um, <laughs> Mitch gets out of the bathroom, and I'm laying in bed. And I'm I'm just playing dead at this point. Like I don't I don't want everyone wanna, was playing. I don't want to be point. acknowledged, but I think we all knew that we were all awake. And <laughs> no one and just, said a no word. No one was going to say anything. No one said a word from three a.m. until like nine thirty. Which comes out, he looks at Borges. He's like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta give me a ride home." <laughs> and instantly in my head, I was like, "I don't fucking think he does." <laughs> like, like I'm pretty sure that he doesn't have to Bor- do that. Borges is damn near spooning me. He's on a chair next yeah. to the bed, but we're sharing a pillow, which is the couch cushion. So yeah. to give you a little, paint a little picture of uh, how we operate here. And uh, I, I hear this and I have my back turned to the situation and I'm not entirely sure that Mitch isn't asking me to give him a ride. Oh. I just, I was like in and out of consciousness. And I like, the minute I heard it come out of his mouth, I'm like, there's no way that he just asked that question, right? <laughs> like <laughs> there is absolutely no way. And then I hear Borges go like, what? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll do, yeah, I'll do yeah, it. Borges. Like, oh my God, no! Don't say that. Borges <laughs> is our favorite bitch. Yeah, he, <laughs> he is the best bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. And the the best. So Mitch could have handled the situation so much better. But <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was still very drunk. At one yes. point, he goes. <laughs> at one point, he's like, uh, uh, Ryan, I'll give I'll give you like twenty dollars to give me a ride. And Ryan's like, no, I don't need your money. And I'm I, this is and, and I, we've all been up for like three and a half hours now, just kind of laying there playing dead, not saying words. I almost like flipped out of bed and was just <laughs> like, how dumb are you? Like, <laughs> like you should be asking for more than twenty dollars. I think I like, was yeah. not getting out of that bed for anything oh less than a thousand. <laughs> yeah. No, no shot. Nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. You're gonna get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. nine hundred. I want a thousand dollars because I'm just gonna let. Li- and it was. It's not like laying there and not getting any sleep was worth a thousand dollars. Like it, no. It's just no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just absolutely just yeah. not gonna do that. It's that simple, really. I'm just. Yeah. No. I am. Uh, I'm wholeheartedly not. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, we. Uh, huh. We. We got collectively maybe three hours of sleep between between eight people. Yeah. 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 It was bad. Not good. Um. But uh. No. Again, we we like Mitch. We. And, we're and just I'm not 100 percent sure that Mitch wasn't half of that sleep. Before he was oh, woken up and thrown. Yeah, well, I don't. Does blackout count as sleep? <laughs> yeah, uh, he it was better rest than I got. So, well, uh, rest and rip, Mitch. Uh, yeah. Rip in peace or whatever. Uh, hopefully, he's all right. We I, have we heard from him. Yeah, so, yeah, he's all right. Okay. Exactly. Uh, no, we like Mitch. We just it's your turn to get picked on, and you but you fucking. Yeah, yeah, I did it. You I did for it. sure thought that I was going to be Mitch after we finally got out of the uh, get onto the ferry there. Oh, oh my! You know what's not a great thing to do? Get absolutely freaking tore up and then be like, "Hey, let's get on a boat." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what's good is being seasick and then being like, "I'm going to get on a boat." Yeah, yeah. You're seasick before you <laughs> yeah. leave the land. Yeah. yeah. The, the minute that they put Dunkin' Donuts in my hands, I was like, "Oh, I'm seasick." Yeah, I'm for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm out to sea. So, and I'm not uh, on a boat again yet. Going to Riverhead though, one it's, I love Riverhead. It's, we've only gone twice now. It's one of those places where again, yeah, if you haven't been, you got to go. You you have now experienced that. Freaking lootly. Um, um, this place was hyped up a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they did it justice. Really? Um, a, a awesome, awesome little racetrack. 
Um, tiny. Yeah. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, didn't see Ahmad go into the, the Christmas tree shop there. I was a little disappointed I didn't see that. Patrick um, Emerling tried to send Eric Goodale there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he wanted to get him in and out before the holiday season really kicks in, but it, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, a hell of a racetrack. Um, the, there's no limit on beers. I spent more on the beers. at They're $5 beers, but I think I spent more there than um, the, the, I might have lost at the casino. One of that the, was substantial. One of the funniest things that happened all weekend was we're, we're just sitting in the stands. We've already been tuned up. Like we... You know, all day Saturday we went out to eat. We were at a bar, like a bar for like six hours. Like had really good food. Uh, went to another bar that gave us free beer at one point, which was super confusing. I thought the guy was actually trying to fight me for a second. And um, oh yeah, I thought he was trying to fuck me and Hannah. I thought we yeah. were gonna. I thought there was gonna be a. He's like, hey, situation. you want your free beer? I, I was like, free. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't tell if he was like trying to pick a fight with me. Like if I had done something wrong. He's like, no, it's like a thing here. It's like no, every every fourth beer, it's free. It's called a buyback. I'm like. Excuse me. The, what? the most confusing thing was that this was about the same time that we were all like, "Yeah, we're we're good for the check." And he's like, "Well, you don't want your free beer?" And in my mind, I like paid like pay eventually paid for it and was like, "He just didn't have to like we weren't gonna we had already said we weren't gonna spend any more money." Yeah. So he just gave us the free beer, and I was like, "There's no way that's a thing." Well, then we go to Buffalo Wild Wings to end the night, which that lady was fucking pumped. Um, oh, they closed at eleven thirty. We shut up at eleven twenty nine, um, and stayed until one, I think. Um, but yeah, it, we asked her, like, is that like a normal thing? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty common. We're like, wow, wow. I'm glad that we don't live down here because Christ, I might be Mitch every night. <laughs> the amount of fucking beers we usually buy. But yeah, yeah no, it was, uh, well, <clears throat> Saturday was uh, the well, most fun. Saturday was awesome because that's when the race was supposed to be. So they, they had po- postponed the race on a day that was gorgeous and was allegedly supposed to rain and it did for like six minutes and then it was over. But the, the race had got pushed to Sunday. So all, uh, now all of a sudden we just have like this free day to, fuck like do whatever yeah we shouldn't be allowed free days no no at all we had a lot so, of them in new smyrna and we, we ended up uh yeah. down in wherever we were like six minutes from the racetrack and um we end up at this bar called digger odell's digger with a d just to clarify and uh <laughs> we end up we end up having beers there for like six hours yeah and uh then we left there went to riverwalk which yeah, was the yeah, place correct. with the free beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we went to Buffalo Wild Wings because it was conveniently in the parking lot of our hotel. Yeah. And this was over the course of like 13 hours we were doing this. We Yeah, we just boozed the entire day, which was great. Um, And we so we sit down right at the table and we order food and everyone gets medallions. They get steak tips and everyone gets them cooked the same way. They it, it all sounds terrific. I got um lovely like pulled pork nachos and a pulled pork grilled cheese. I don't I was just happy that they brought it out to me at the monkey bars cuz I was out on the fucking jungle gym. Um I ordered from the kids menu, I guess. Uh, everyone else got the big boy meals and they all bring their they bring all the steaks out basically at once and I'm just sitting there with my nachos. Like I <clears throat> You fucked up. I've made this might be the worst mistake I have made in 
a very long time. And point, I've made some fucking mistakes. To the point where we had to go back to the rest, the same restaurant <laughs> yeah. the next day because Bradley felt like he was so left out. Yeah, I was so slighted. I was like, <laughs> we wake up and it's like 10.30, 10.45, whatever. And we're like, oh, where are we going to get food? And someone's like, oh, TGI Fridays, IHOP. Fucking we'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings right next door. And I'm like, uh, we got to go to Digger Odell's. Like yeah. bad because I did not get my steak tips. It's bad <laughs> because I didn't order them. But the, those steak tips, <laughs> yeah, like are that was so our good. fault. Yeah, <laughs> those steak tips are so good that my new favorite restaurant is like five hours and a boat ride. Away. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. gonna be very expensive yeah. for me. So it's uh, so inconvenient. Like yeah. that, it's I, every time that we go to Riverhead, that was where we're gonna go because yeah. everyone was on the same page that those steak tips were fucking delicious. Like. Maybe we're not cultured enough, or maybe they were actually as good as they were. Mm -hmm. The the copious amounts of alcohol before it definitely did not hurt. But when we met back and we were sober-ish. Ish. Less less, less drunk. That was was a situation in and of itself. We're we're like, oh, let's go to this place. You know, we we all, we jump in two different cars and we're headed that way. And we're like, oh, they open at 11. So that's good. Perfect. We'll get there just in time. Well, uh, the first car, which was Josh and Borges, uh, they get there and they're like, oh, hey, this place doesn't open until 1130. It's now like 1105. This is going Josh- into Sunday for the race, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Josh goes, hey, hey, did you pass that liquor store yet? Um, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if we ever not. I'm not from around here. Um, and it was so, as if the seas had parted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there it is. And then so like I like I so much as just move the phone a little bit and look out the windshield. I'm like, we have not. It's right here. <laughs> and Josh goes, well, this place isn't up until 1130. So why don't we uh, why don't you grab some beers and we'll just pregame the bar opening? And I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And let's do it for sure. So we uh, yeah, we, we grabbed a bunch of beers and just drank in the parking lot. And we were still early, um, apparently. Yeah. There for like a half an hour, got in there. And it was like 1145. And we walk around. And we probably could have made the food ourselves and got drinks ourselves because there was not a single soul in there other than one kid at the bar. And he's like, oh, yeah, we don't open until 11 or uh, until 12. Um, let me see if the kitchen's ready. And they were very much like, we're not going to be ready till 12, which I respect. Yeah. Um, definitely respect. But the kid at the bar was all eager to sell us drinks, which was good. So, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, we sat down and had ourselves a, had a nice meal before we went to the racetrack. Yeah, and then we ended up finally going to the racetrack. And yes. We had already been there. So what were your initial thoughts of Riverhead Raceway? So it, I would not have believed that was the racetrack um, because from our hotel room, I knew exactly where the racetrack was, but I'm like – like where's I see the go kart track? Uh, where 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 do the big cars race? Uh-huh. Um, it is it is small. It is a um, Hannah's car uh, almost got stuck in the parking lot. It is just sand. Um, it's you're on like a right of way. Uh, there's telephone poles and stuff. I'm like what what are we getting into here? Yeah. Um, and then you walk in uh, to the pits and it is a freaking gorgeous facility. Everything's paved. Everything's beautiful. They've got souvenirs like you should have. They have their own TV broadcast. They have a whole lot of beers. Great like, production for sure. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal place. Um, you know, I really have to go back there for a weekly show now because the figure eights there must be absolutely unbelievable. That's yeah. one of the first takeaways that I saw from from the track was, oh wow, that's got to be insane. One one of the cooler things that I think that they have, like in addition to like their their own TV production, similar to like what Stafford has, where if you're not at the in your seat or whatever, you can find a TV somewhere and, and kind of watch the races. Um, they have merchandise that's incredible. Uh, one of the the most iconic things about the racetrack is that out front there's this giant Indian 
that's like saluting the what the crowd or whatever coming in. It's really mm-hmm. cool. It's it's fucking it's just, it's got its own little nostalgia and um just its own vibe, really. Absolutely. And uh the the merchandise is incredible to the point where like I'm not a big event t-shirt guy by any means, but I for sure forked over $4 for an Islip 300 sweatshirt. Uh, it helped that it was 20 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, the, the merchandise is incredible. The food is incredible. I had fried mm. Oreos that fucking oh s- just absolutely incredible. Um, plus $5 bills. Be- wow, beers. And um, the one of the funniest things all weekend was we're just hanging out, chilling out. You had to go piss. Well, you go. Watching Josh goes mods. with you. Watching the crepe mods. <laughs> and both of you are double fisting trays of four <laughs> beers so you both showed up with 16 beers for the just us and yes. then you tripped <laughs> I, I sure did i, I did was... not dump the trays but the half empty soldier that i had underneath my foot and the freaking uh mini stock driver behind me was not very happy <laughs> yeah. about it it, I, it was so bizarre because there was this guy wearing a fire suit that for sure drives mini stocks which is fine we like mini stocks <laughs> a bang banger we love a bang banger want. Everybody who says we hate him, you can all get fucked. Um, but uh, he, the, this is the best part of the whole entire weekend. They, they weren't racing, this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like at all. Yeah. Was, I think he was just cold. Yeah. He was just wearing a fire suit. Respect the move, honestly. And, um, and Spencer uh, very politely dumped half a beer all over him, and the guy <laughs> was just not impressed mini at stuff. all. Mini- and I was like, I like to fight people, but. It's cold. He was, was mini. Cold. He was mini stock man. Yeah. He... <laughs> <laughs> and again, they weren't racing. So yeah, at all. I don't. Know. It's not like he needed that fire. Yeah, we've been accused of not liking mini stocks <laughs> and shitbox racing, and we love shitbox racing. You got to have it. Um, you but have they, to have. You it. have to have it. We love shitboxes, but uh, they they just they weren't on the card. It's, <laughs> that's it. I, I absolutely love watching six shooters race. Yes. Just it's just full contact. Yeah. You can body check someone, hip check someone, and, and the car's not even fucked ten, up. Yeah, nine, yeah. nine times out of ten, you're, you're still going straight, so yeah. it's perfect. Uh, yeah. So uh, legend cars roll out, and uh, this going back a little bit again too. We wake up in the hotel, and the hotel is like at one end of a strip mall, and you can see the length of it, and you can see the racetrack from the hotel room. And we are very rudely woken up by legend cars at like nine a.m. because gates opened at what eight, something like that, and then. I'm just laying there thinking, like, it doesn't bother me because I've been around race cars my entire life. So, like, I don't really think anything of it. But then I started thinking about when we first walked into the hotel, and we were asked if we were there for Keith's wedding. I don't know who Keith is, but there's an open bar. We should have gone. And uh, then I was like, well, wait a minute. So this is a hotel where people come to for, like, big, nice, fancy weddings and, like, business events and things like that and i can only imagine if you have never experienced any sort of racing event or have any knowledge of nascar or short track racing in general what your panic may be by getting woken up by 35 legend cars on a quarter mile racetrack i don't know a thousand feet from where you're sleeping yeah and that that just kind of blew my mind because it's like it's like uh, again us didn't think anything of it it's like oh the legend cars are practicing but it's like we're also in the parking lot of a Christmas tree shop, and I think most people wouldn't understand that. Yeah. I, when I was very hungover after the open bar at that wedding, um, and I paid <laughs> more than the Legend Car purse was um, for the hotel room, that was definitely going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. But um, a wicked convenient for us. It was the best alarm clock. In the, well, no. 
and maybe not legend cars, but uh, <laughs> yeah. race cars. Being woken up to race cars is yeah. the best alarm clock in the world. Yeah, and it again, we could have probably pissed on the racetrack from our hotel room, but uh, we we bebopped over there and the legend cars. Uh, the, the big the big thing about Islip the three hundred weekend or whatever is that they time trial every fucking race car on the premises. So that then we knew we had some time to kill. And uh, anyway, they they put on a fuck of a show. Everything that hit the racetrack never really sucked at all. No, no, it was good. It was and. Like you said, the, the single car qualifying gave us plenty of time to show up very late and miss literally nothing. Um, yeah. And I don't understand still to this day how they can fit that many legend cars in one area and not wreck them every lap. Um, and it's not like modified, but like legend car drivers are typically it's like an entry division or like, you know, they're not. Oh Christ, those are fighting words. <clears throat> Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna well, be pissed over that. Well, Jeez. I mean, like it's not you're not racing like half of the modified guys are tour guys. Like they're there for a reason. Like I'm not saying like legend car. I'm c- yeah. trying to compare the two. Like yeah. when you fit that many legend cars, like they're squirrely. You fucking get sideways, and all of a sudden you're in the catch fence. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how that they don't wreck every single fucking lap. Especially the kid that won the race had never been there before, and it seems like that's a hard track to fucking just show up to and be like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna. You know, dick stomped the field, which he pretty much did. Yeah. Um, and actually, small world, Evan Orvath uh, last week messages me and goes, hey, I just got a firewood off some kid. Uh, said that he just sells firewood, and that's how he pays for his racing. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. Like, I feel like he'd be a good guest. Didn't I don't even think he told me his name. Didn't really think much of it. Was like, yeah, once we get you know guys like Priest on and stuff, we'll get the firewood kid. Um, <laughs> apparently... The kid that sold them firewood in South Carolina last week or whatever was the kid that won the legend car race oh, at Riverhead. That's dope. So, yeah, he was last week. He was telling me we should get him on the show. So, um, unfortunately, we're going to uh, we're going to get on uh, the modified guy instead. So yeah. sorry for your entry division. Um, it's just it's we like legend cars. We I love legend cars. Yeah, I was very much just saying that they're not. <laughs> it's not it's not the NASCAR tour mods. Yeah. It's a different group of people. Yeah. 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 Uh, so then moving forward to crate mods went out there. That was a pretty good little show. Um, and then the big race came on and there were a lot of Purdy modifieds out there. A lot of big hitters, a lot of big names. You had Ryan priest, you had Ronnie silk, you had, uh, Justin Bonsignor, you had, uh, Oh God, Jimmy blew it out there. Um, basically everybody that you've heard of before doing the modified thing, they all showed up to, to riverhead to, to put 300 laps down around that tiny ass racetrack. And, uh, it was a show. It definitely was. Ryan priest was out there early. He was leading laps. Uh, I think was the car to beat there for quite a while. Um, and then some yellows started happening late on, and that thing just did not fire off at all. No, he, he would go damn near straight into the corner every time and push up. And uh, Ronnie Silk took advantage of that one time. Damn near put him in the Christmas tree shop up off of four. Um, JB Fortin was kind of picking his way up through the field, hung around the top five, was you know just outside of it for a minute, fell back a little bit. Um, and I think with, what, like 20 to go, there was a yellow, and everybody pitted everybody pitted and uh some guys came out with stickers on right sides and whatever the combinations may have been and it seemed to all kind of go jb's way for sure yeah a lot of those big hitters like like you said bonsignor and uh and and priest um i think the theme was that uh, priest kind of cleared himself low a little bit um yeah. Clear, with con- <laughs> clear with contact. Yeah, you know? yeah, and the contact that might have sent him around, and that kind of eliminated him. Um, and silk. And and silk, uh, which I had in the pool, but um, unfortunate. Um, but 
so a lot of those uh, Bonsignor just had troubles. I don't know if we yeah Bonsignor's car like shut off or something in front of us. It looked like everything was just black on the dash. So I don't know what happened there, but he got it back fired and went to go get his spot back. Probably shouldn't have. Well, definitely shouldn't have. I mean, you always get you got to try. Yeah, you got to give it a shot. But then his car died again, and he after they went back green, I think he made like one or two more laps. He's going to be a couple laps down anyways, and. It was just – that race seems like it's quite the battle of attrition because I can't imagine that there was more than a handful of guys that were on the lead lap at the end of that thing. Um, a lot of a lot of the heavy hitters had problems. John Kennedy did. You know, Mike Christopher Jr. did. Uh, like we said, Ronnie Silk and Ryan Priest were taken out in the same wreck, and Bonsignor was pretty fast early, and he ended up, you know, shutting off and having to pull off the track. So, And then after – I mean, Eric Goodale was pretty good for most of the race as well. He was up there, Timmy Salamito, but then they were both in late race – Rex and you know it was it was basically JB Fortin's race to lose at that point. You know he had we had Priest coming back and Jimmy Blewett coming back, but you know yeah it was too little too late at that point. I think after after you know just the timing of when they had gotten wiped out, like it was going to be tough to come back up through anyway. I mean it's a seems like it's a pretty hard place to pass at regardless, and and the place you want to be at is the top. So to be able to try and cut your car to the bottom and then you just have no drive off and then for how short the straightaway is it you're just kind of fucked at that point. So um, JB, that you know, he he flat out passed Ryan Priest. He yeah. flat out went around him, and yeah. uh, it's not like he was given the lead. It's not like he you know somebody got fucked up. He flat out drove around Ryan Priest, and uh, probably the I would assume the biggest win of his career. The uh, put on a show for sure. Um, and I've been fortunate enough. We've talked about it before. Uh, I met JB when the, the NASCAR mods came to Beechridge. I got hooked up with him and uh, ended up spotting for him in that race. I think we got sixth, which was at the time, maybe still is his best tour or NASCAR tour finish. Um, and then we ended up hooking up again at Stafford and, and uh, he just didn't go our way at all. And um, it was pretty cool to kind of show up at Riverhead, which is very much his home track. He lives like, I think 10 minutes from the racetrack. So he runs weekly there in addition to doing all the tour stuff. And, um, he, he was, I mean, he was fast the whole time. It's not like he, like, again, it's not like he was given anything. It's not like he inherited much in, at all in that race. He very much just passed a lot of race cars and flat out passed Ryan priest for the lead and ended up winning it. You know, there's a lot of drivers that, you know, they might put a picture of a pretty girl or something up, a, you know, on the dash. Um, <laughs> Apparently, um, you took his balls away I after did. Stafford. So, so again, I, I, I am me. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a little extra in most of the things that I do. And on the radio with him, you know, single car qualifying, I, I, I don't really single car qualify. So uh, the, the thing that got everybody on the team fucking dying laughing, I was like, all right, boy, let's put your balls in the dash. Let's see what you got and do it. And that just stuck for whatever reason. And uh, that he's loved it. He's texted me that like a million times since then. And he very much has a piece of duct tape that says, you know, put your balls in the dash. Let's go and do it. And uh, after Stafford, you know, he, he got lapped and was just kind of in the way. And I said, you know, I'm going to have to take your balls away now. And now he won the ice slip 300. And I very much gave him his balls back for sure. <laughs> his mother had gone grocery shopping and they had this weird ass fucking furry nut thing. And she's like, you got, you got, you got to give these to him now. I was like, all right, cool. So I saw him in the car. I was like, hey, pal, you know, you sucked last time, but you know, here are your balls back. And he fucking loved it. And he it was, was all the impressed with that as much as he was the two trophies that he had. Around. <laughs> yeah. He was he was very excited about that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It, the gorgeous trophies, too, by the way. Oh, my. So the Ted Christopher Cup, is, is, was that a separate thing? It must have been. I believe so. So yeah. the te- he, he won the Ted Christopher Cup, which I think is a, a triple crown deal of, or some sort at Riverhead. Um, after winning the ice slip, he, 
you know, got that. And then additional to that, the Islip 300 trophy, I think Timmy Salamito made them fucking sick. It's, it's the Indian, uh, you know, first place, you know, Islip 300 champion. Like it fucking really, it, it looked like something straight out of a fucking NASCAR race. It was fucking cool. So good on Timmy for making those. And, um, we got our pictures taken with, with the boys and all that. And, you know, we made JB drink out of the cup and, uh, it was a time. It was a time. Yeah. Free food. I so I think I volunteered to drive their hauler to New Smyrna. You did. Um, you uh, did do yeah, that. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And um, but the the food that they had over there, I I like those guys. The guy runs the number thirty four. Wheels <laughs> wins. Yeah. Food in the trailer. All of the food. Uh, uh, yeah. No. All and of those. The food. Um, yeah. Those guys get it done. Yeah. Yeah. They like the party for sure. And one thing too, JB was leading, and it was I don't know what fifteen to go, and his his dad was also in the race oh, in yeah. a separate car, the number eighty four white car, both gorgeous race cars. We broke a track bar mount or something like that. Rear end's about to fall out of the fucking race car, and I was like, that'll make Thanksgiving real cute if this cost JB the win when Dad fucking broke. But um, they they pulled the eighty four off, and and JB. I, I, I kind of called. I was like, he's either going to go really, really fast, too fast, fuck it up, or he's going to nail it perfectly. And he fucking launched that thing. And the last restart with Ronnie Silk on his outside, he almost fucked it up. He roasted the tires off of four. And Silk was even with him going into one. I was like, he's got one shot to fucking either body check him or whatever and nail through, nail it through one and two. And he did and fucking just walked away with it. I think it was Kyle Bonsignor. It was Kyle Was yeah. it? Yeah. Silk was out yeah. of the race by yeah. then. Oh yeah. yeah, well yeah. After it was like a black and, and green. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, black and green somewhere. Yeah. There. yeah, so but yeah, you get it. So yeah, yeah. So Riverhead, that was a time. Oh, Riverhead was a time. Are we going back? I would. Yeah, I mean, when are, why when, would we, why when's would we the not? next time we would? Is it is this just an annual event for us? Yes. Yeah, it's very much the next next year's Islip three hundred. I, I would yeah. very much like to go in July when it was like warmer than thirty three degrees. That'd be cool. Yeah, it was. That, uh, I don't know how warm it was supposed to be on Saturday, but the weather definitely didn't hurt them on Sunday because we were all double hoodieing after we all went and purchased hoodies. So, yes, yeah, um, and I think that the, the hoodie that Charlie and I both very much wanted was sold out of the sizes that we needed. So we ended up getting the Islip 300 ones, which are great. Um, got them pretty specifically because they had Priest's car on the back and looked sick, especially because yeah. they like the, the, the scheme, like was like color it, the colors a, made sense it's a, it's a well, I don't know. It's a well done it's it was, a well done shirt it was a very good looking shirt and it yeah. matched the trophy we looked good in that picture on instagram oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we well we the didn't pictures. look good but the the do you get it the yeah. design looked good yeah um our yeah, titties look good basically yeah well well yeah yeah well it was cold <laughs> so they probably were it, it was you get cold it. yeah but yeah. It, it may have been better than uh the hurricane that actually hit the racetrack when we were oh my god at, thank at god they rebuilt all the oh my god they rebuilt we, all the, the billboards so, and tornado, everything. Actually. yeah so, so well, that was saturday right yeah, yeah so saturday. we're saturday the, the original date of the race we're now it's already been postponed to sunday so we have this free day we're sitting at uh dicker odell's and we're eating food and Every single person's phone on the table fucking goes into full Amber Alert, like freaking out, like everybody's going to die. There's a tornado coming through Long Island, like, you know, cover your fucking wives and children and, you know, make sure the dog's okay and your roof is going to get ripped off. And it rained for like six minutes. Yeah. And you would have thought that the fucking island was going to flip over. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome because we all very much, um, got the same notification, like Charlie just said. And, uh, pretty quickly put our phones back down and ordered another beer yeah. and it was just you know the rest yeah, of the what's restaurant. gonna happen we're gonna die yeah. <laughs> okay whatever yeah. Yeah. the rest of the restaurant cleared out and yeah we, there we were just yeah. put still putting them down we were there long enough to see four or five 
other complete parties come and go <laughs> at the table behind us. Like, we were there for a while. Yeah, I got to the point where like I'm I'm like milking my beer, like, oh we'll probably get the check after this one. And then like ninety percent of the group's like, oh, I'll take another beer and I'm like, I will also do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh and then yeah, we just all we did was bar hop over to another bar right around the corner and then we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and just it was just a great day. It, it's just those days don't happen often. Usually we're balls to the wall, like I have to go here, I have to go here, I have to go here, and then we gotta be there by there. We never have was, a free day. And yeah. we were we were gifted a free day, and it was great. We were also in bed early because everything there closed early, right? So yeah, we, we were good little schoolgirls. I think everything closed early. So what did we do? We went to a place that closed earlier than we usually go to bed, and we made them stay open an hour and a half later than they wanted to be. So and they and they were compensated. Yeah, yeah. not by me, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it was a time. Um, it's a again, it's a it's a weird, weird little quirky racetrack that. Uh, very much has its own personality and if you haven't been you got to go come with us you know we'll, we'll get a gaggle together next time again and um yeah these are the types of things that we want to talk about these are what we're this is why we're doing this show uh specifically because we need to bring to light these other places that maybe not everybody's heard of or or been to i mean you have your staples you have your daytonas you have your thompsons and staffords and things like that that everybody you know whether it's regionally or nationally they've heard of but you know we we want to expose these hidden gems like the riverheads and the monadnocks and the claremonts and the stars and the you know beatridges and oxfords and things like that that maybe not everybody's heard of so um, I think that that's kind of the point of the show and, and Riverhead is uh, definitely on top of the list in terms of quirkiness and just a lot of personality. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Are we not, are we getting the, the winner on the show? Or? So we are going to do that. Spencer, yeah, okay. you want to stay for that or you're... I'll stay for that. You'll stay yeah. for that. No. Yeah. So I don't need sleep. Luckily. So usually what we do is we interview the person and then we do the intro. Uh, we very much have done this in chronological order now. So what we're going to have now is we're going to call up JB Fortin, uh, the winner of the Islip 300 uh, from just a day ago. And uh, we're going to learn about who the fuck JB Fortin is. All right, boys and girls. So as we just discussed, uh, this is someone who I've gotten the pleasure to meet uh, this year. Uh, someone who I have uh, gotten to work with a couple times between Beach Ridge and Stafford. Uh, you were pretty decent one time. You sucked the last time. Uh, <laughs> but this time we got to party with you in Riverhead, New York. Uh, on the other side of the Zoom call, it's going to be JB Fortin, the winner of the Islip 300. What's up, pal? What's going on, guys? Not too much. So, uh, you know, Riverhead, I, I think is you could call it your home track, right? Yeah, it's my home track, yeah. Cool. So uh, you have a modified, you do modified things, you win the biggest race of the year. But before we get too far into that, um, for those that don't know, because you kind of popped out of nowhere yesterday, I think, for a lot of people, uh, who the fuck is J.B. Fortin? <laughs> uh, I'm just a small uh, Long Island race car driver, uh, born and raised on Long Island. Uh, my dad's a multi-time champion, so I'm just trying to follow in his footsteps. Um, the last couple of years, we've been doing a tour and uh, just trying to build a name for myself. So, so how did, so this all starts with dad then, right? So that's yeah. how it started. So yeah. Is he, is he the one that just kind of picked up a, picked up a race car somehow, or how does that all get started there? So, uh, my dad started out in uh, demolition derbies and he knocked his four front teeth out and he decided, well, this probably isn't the best decision to be doing that. So, uh, he ended up, uh, picking up a figure eight car and he won a couple of championships in that and a shit ton of races and then decided to move up in the modifieds, won championships, races and all that. Had kids and now his dumbass has to retire and help me. At least he improved on the safety from going from a demolition derby to a figure eight. Was yeah, like, yeah, no, big, big improvement there. So, so at what point did you realize that maybe this was something that you wanted to do, or were you just like, here, here's a go kart, figure the fuck out? 
So uh, when I was about 15, uh, me and my sister, or not, uh, I was 13, sorry, I was 13. Me and my sister really, both of us wanted to race. So we were having my dad get, get us go-karts and uh, he was fighting us on it for years. And finally we got him to buy us two go-karts. In the beginning, I struggled. Um, it was just different. Uh, we were running Riverhead, which is like the New Hampshire of go-karts. You're drafting all the time. And it's just a different experience. So uh, it took me a while to get the hang of it. And then uh, a bunch of guys were cheating with fuel and oil. So we just kept working on my cart, getting it better and better. So when they took the fuel and oil away from the cheaters, I kicked their asses for five races in a row, and they broke my cart down every week. So then we realized, oh, well, if I can win in a go-kart, I could probably do it in a modified. So then I moved up, and then that's where we're at. <laughs> so fucking jump. Like, you understand? Yeah, right from a go-kart to a modified. Like no no in-between, no no shit nope. box racing, no nope. street stock, right. nothing like that. Just the ears of fucking modified. Yeah, pretty much. Because my dad had, you know, my dad at that point already had three modifies. My sister had one, and he had his backup car. So um, I'd run his backup car part-time, and then one of our family friends put me in his car for a couple races. So that was a big jump, you know. So And then I uh, just ran Riverhead mostly. And So walk us through that then, because, you know, I, I very much, I know a lot of people that went straight from go-karts, like super late models or late models or whatever. But, like, for you personally, a go-kart to a, you know, a tour type modified, that's a big jump. So what was that like? Did that scare the shit out of you? Or were you like, oh my God, <laughs> um, so this more often. So the interesting thing is a lot of guys that were go-kart racers, like Justin Bonsignor, he was a go-kart racer and he pretty much, I don't know if he ran anything else. I think he might've ran a couple other things, but I'm pretty sure he pretty much went right to a modified as well. But the thing was they had a place called Medford uh, Speedway, which is on Long Island as well. And it was a tiny little like 16th mile go-kart track. So it was like running a stock car on a little, you know, you were a go-kart though. You know what I mean? It's the same idea. So you use brake and gas around the track. When I got into it, we were at Riverhead, so it was all drafting. So there was no comparison between that go-kart and me getting a modified. You know what I mean? There was no comparison. So yeah, it was a little, little bit of a learning curve, you know, um, which most people were like, how the hell did you do it? I said, just watching my dad over the years and then just lots of laughs to practice, you know? I, I, I think I, I respect that quite a bit to just hop in there and, and- that, yeah, that, man, that's a huge jump. That's insane. Five horsepower to six hundred horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's exponential growth, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, major. You've been doing that for quite a while now, right? So, how long have you been in the modified? Uh, I think it's about. Well, I'm twenty. I'm going to be twenty-eight in December. So, um, when I was eighteen, I got my first car. So, ten years. Ten years. So, so up until yesterday, what was the coolest thing you had done? Because yesterday, I mean, you, you did a pretty cool thing yesterday. Um, so the coolest thing I did was I, I won, you know, my first race on my own. Um, I didn't have a crew chief. It was me and my buddy Jay, which is still on my team. You guys met him, uh, Jason Blatz. Um, me and him just worked our asses off of my garage and just kept trying stuff every week. And we finally went out there one race. I started eighth, worked my way to the front and just took off, you know, and that was, that was the biggest one up until now, you know, um, and then this earlier this year, I got a win and then you know, this one. So is that just like a weekly show or yeah, weekly shows. Yeah. Just standard weekly shows. Um, I had a, a, a top five in a, in a big race in Pennsylvania. They, they run uh, the, uh, what are they called? The King of the green or at the time it was King of the mountain. I finished top five in that race. That was pretty cool. A few, few years back, but. So, so had you gone years between wins? You say in that one where you started eighth and worked your way to the front and won. And you said that was uh, two years ago. And then you won earlier this year. Yeah, well, I, two years ago, and that year I actually got suspended from Riverhead, and I went on the tour. So, so that's how I ended up on the tour. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because that 
you know, go-karts to modify, that's a big enough jump as it is. Then you start your, your weekly racing at this one track. You get used to this one place. So what, what provokes the let's go NASCAR fucking tour racing? So, uh, yeah, I was running weekly at Riverhead. And uh, I think I was in the top five in points. And there was this guy that came along. I'm not going to give out names because now we're okay being the guy. But uh, at the time, we didn't really get along racing-wise. And every time he was there, we would go at it. And uh, he showed up for this one race. And I was running third. And uh, for some reason, I think I think I was on the bottom on a restart, and it was actually Kyle Elwood was second. But you guys know Kyle Elwood, I'm sure. Uh, he used to run the tour as well, but um, he was second. And uh, we took the restart. We went through one and two, and we were coming out of two. And he decided that he wanted to try to pinch me down to try to clear himself. Well, I caught him in the left rear, getting down into three, and it kind of turned sideways, and I backed out. And we were—he was like three quarters way through the corner. And somebody decided to make it three wide. So I was like, well, this isn't going to work. So I got in the gas pedal and I just clipped him and he kind of went to the infield and they put me to the back. So I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me. I had the car to win the race here and you put me to the back. So I was coming through the field and I'm like I said, I'm top five in points. And I got to this guy and he was running me all over the place. So I punted him up the racetrack, made a big move on him. And next corner, he tried to take me out. And I, you know, he turned me totally sideways. I got in the gas pedal crossed him over. And when I crossed him over, he made a left and I drove over him and took his air cleaner off. So, <laughs> so now the track's like, well, obviously that was intentional. Like not really. I made it, you know, I made a quick move on him and he decided to come down. And next thing you know, I took his air cleaner off. So after that, he threw his Hans advice at me, they threw me off the track and then it was a fist fight in the pits. And that was it for me at Riverhead full time. So that's how you go to tour racing. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that's how I ended up tour racing. So <laughs> So that's why I let, it was the uh, it was the running joke last night. I told the uh, the head guy there, John Elwood, and one of the head officials that, hey, thanks to you guys, this is why I got this win. Because if I didn't get out of here, I wouldn't be, you know, this I wouldn't have got better. You know what I mean? That's so a, well, cool. I like that. So so you guys are scrappy, is what you're saying? Uh, you don't want to. Be, I don't try not to anymore. You know what I mean? I was younger. I'm growing up now. <laughs> right, right. You know? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're the, yeah. Uh, no, I think one of the cooler things though is that. So uh, we, we, again, we met at Beechridge, right? So I, we live five minutes from that racetrack and we got hooked up because you had someone who was supposed to fill in. They couldn't make it. So I think it was one of your friends, right? Yeah. Uh, Mike Sanford was supposed to spot for you. He couldn't make it. He throws my, my name into the ring. I had never heard of you at all. I'm not going to lie. I was like, who the fuck is this person? So I literally, I walk up into um, the Beechridge pit area there and that they're doing this driver's spotter meeting and i i don't know what the fuck is going on i've never done anything at, at that level before and uh i see these people wearing these bright ass pink and blue and purple shirts <laughs> and it says jb fortin all over i was like well i bet i know where the fuck they're going so i follow them all the way down to your trailer and we very much hit it off i feel yeah yeah we did um i gotta say from the first minute i met you i was like this fucking guy's a cool guy you know, I didn't know you from a hole wall. And uh, I think Sean, my buddy Sean was the one that set the whole thing up with Stanford. And then he passed you along. So he was, you know, I think he gave me your phone number. I think we talked a little bit before the race. But, um, yeah, when we met you and I met you, I was like, this guy's a cool guy. This, well, this, this is going to work out good. <laughs> good that you had that first reaction because usually it takes people a couple, two, three visits with Charlie I mean, to years. really come around. Yeah. And <laughs> Listen, anybody that tells you, anybody that tells you on the radio, put your balls up on the dashboard. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. 
<laughs> we, we were just talking about that because Spencer here to my right, he noticed the, the tape on your dashboard that said, you know, put the balls on there. And apparently that stuck very much so with your team. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, they all made a joke out of it. So, yeah, they put it in that car. It was a good laugh. You know what I mean? Well, I, I just wasn't ready for it. I was like, well, I guess he really wants me to get after it here. <laughs> well, I, I don't single car qualify at all. So I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I was like, oh, don't suck. Put your balls on the dash. Let's see what you got. And uh, you did suck for sure. I did suck. <laughs> I did suck. I didn't qualify there yet. Uh, but no, Beecher. What did we qualify? I think 20. I think we were like 20. I think we were last. Like 19 cars for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Melissa Fightfield was the only one behind us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it, not me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, you go out there. I think you got what, like sixth, something like that at Beechridge. Never been there before. And uh, that was a good time. But then from there, we ended up getting hooked up at uh, Stafford. And uh, that was, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, again, you said it. <laughs> so, uh, so it was cool to go over to Riverhead and you know there was there was a few moments in time where I was like JB like is pretty not bad right now and, and you, were, you were like kind of charging your way up through it times and you were just hanging around top five top three fell back a little bit but then you were you were very much passing cars and not sucking so you know we've explained our weekend so far what was what was this past weekend like for you yeah so when uh in qualifying, I was kind of aggravated after qualifying because uh, I went the fastest lap, the fastest first lap in qualifying. And my second lap, I kind of blew it. Um, one of the guys that uh, went out before me ended up smashing himself straight into the wall. I don't know what happened. I watched a video. I still can't figure out what the hell happened. But um, he oiled the track down. And uh, the first lap, I hit the speedy dry. And I, it kind of turned the car right. And I ended up going a pretty good lap. But I was like, I don't want to do that again because I might fuck up the second lap. So I said, all right, let me move down a little bit. And I think I j it just hurt me. I mean, it tightened the car up in the center, and I was just like, whatever. But um, after that, you know, I was like, whatever, we'll let qualifying go. We qualified eighth. I was like, oh, that's decent. We'll ride it out, stay up front, and see what's going to happen. And uh, I think it was around a lap 80 or so. We were just Everybody was riding in the beginning. There was nobody really doing anything crazy. I mean, some of the guys are smashing into each other. I'm like, it's a 300-lap race. Like, what the hell are you doing? I don't know if they never ran that race before. Or I ran it this the third or fourth time I ran it. So I know, you know, you have to make it to 300. If you don't make it to 300, what's the point of coming? So uh, guys are bouncing off each other. I was like, whatever. But around a lap 80 or so, I started getting a little free in. So I started to get a little nervous in the car because I was like, if we're getting free in now and then we don't pit and do something, we're screwed. I mean, we're not going to make it to 300. So I came over the radio and actually the, our crew chief was jumping between me and my, me and my dad. And he came on and said, how do you feel? I said, I'm getting a little nervous because I'm starting to get a little free in. And he said, uh, well, if you think you can make it a little longer, you might want to push it because if you come in for a tire, you're really going to be fucked. So I said, all right, well, we'll go a little longer. Um, I think we went, I felt bad. This is when I started falling back. Like you said, I fell back a couple spots. I think I was right. So I, I think I got up to sixth or four, I don't know where, fifth or sixth I was at one point. And then I fell back to around eighth again, kind of hanging out there. And then guys were getting a little hairy. So I think I lost another spot. I think I fell back to ninth. What the hell happened there? Don't worry about that. Um, I think I fell back to ninth. And, uh, you know, we were just riding there. And then a caution came out. I guess it was a big pile up behind us. And I was like, all right, well, now we're in a good position. Let's pit and make some changes. So we came in, we put a tire on, and we made a couple of changes. And then after that, the car just came alive. I mean, I think I came back out. We had to be 10th then when we came in. Or I think – yeah, I lost some spots because of when I pitted. I think I was 10th or 12th. And then I went from 12th to 4th on the green flag through lap traffic and everything. 
and got the fourth and then that's it pretty much that really set the night you know what i mean um at that point that was where we knew we had a good car well going into you know the later later portions of the race there i mean it was there was a quite a few like long green flag runs there but towards the end it was getting hairy for a lot of people and it was caution after caution after caution after caution well that traffic was out of control too it was great but uh, you you very much um, towards the end there. We we explained it a little bit earlier, but you were you didn't suck. Like you weren't really handling <laughs> spots. Like you weren't you didn't really get it through attrition at all. Like you very much drove around Ryan Priest for the lead. Yeah, I mean, I, when I got behind him, you know, once we so when I was I came out fourth, like I said, um, I think I passed Silk to make the first pass, which was a decent pass, and then Timmy was on uh, Priest's bumper, and I forget who was leading at the time. I don't know. Maybe it was Silk was. I don't know who it was who was there, but there was a couple of good passes I made there, and I was like, "This car is hooked up right now." I mean, I was like, "We're we're going to be pretty good." I mean, it's still 100 laps to go. You know, I think that's what. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was like 175 to go. I was like, "We're going to be pretty good." And then uh, there was a restart with Priest. Um, he kind of tried to wash me at the end of the straightaway, and I kind of just crossed him over. There's a couple of different views. One of the videos, it looks like I hit him. I really never hit him. There was a half a car between us. But uh, he just moved up to try to clear himself, get in the corner, and I made a pass on him. And then after that, the race was mine. I knew I could control the race, you know. The, the fans very much enjoyed that pass. I know we were talking about that after the race was over. But yeah, when Priest washed up, you, you even said you timed it perfectly. You, you knew that he was going to do that, so you kind of backed out of it and just don't yeah. want to them. But the crowd went wild. Everyone everyone seemed to love that. It wasn't – and I'm sure that everyone was there to see Priest too, but that was just such a, a crazy move that, that worked flawlessly for you because – and then he fell back running the top. So it's just nutty for me, which I had no clue who you were going into the race. I didn't even know Charlie. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I uh, I recognize I, I I thought the name looked cool when I was filling out my thing for Freddie Crafts Brothers Pool there. And that's so I think I picked you, but I had no idea who you were. And then I'm like, oh, who's that 34? And uh is I, I race, I used to race a little bit, and I, that was my number. So I went with you, and then all of a sudden, like Priest, Silk, and you're flying by those guys. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. This is <laughs> this is awesome. So it's actually pretty interesting. So I was talking to one of my buddies called me. Uh, he's a longtime racer, older guy. He used to race actually big time too. He used to travel. This guy, John Mead, he's a chassis guy on Long Island. He called me just to congratulate me and stuff. And I said, it's pretty funny because people don't know me, but out of, the, out of this year with the race that I ran at Riverhead, I think I my average finish was third. So that's pretty big, you know what I mean? And that's how I ended up winning that Teddy Christopher Cup because I finished second in one of those cup, the, the races for that cup, and third. So I was second in the points, and that's how I ended up winning. It was winning this race, you know? It's badass. Yeah, and we, we very much made you drink out of it, too. So I hope Yeah, you made me drink out of it. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> Riverhead's a tough place. I mean, people don't realize if you could race there, you could race anywhere. You know, it's just like you guys at Beechridge, same stuff, you know what I mean? short track racing you can't beat that it seems like very much its own little its own little world its own little uh niche things that you have to do to get around there which inherently is going to help you no matter where you go so all right so we're recording again uh (laughs) don't know what the fuck you just did there but you said you (laughs) yeah i don't know it was it said something you've done yet yeah good thing my fucking laptop is like my race car this would be bad (laughs) 
rubbing off on you. We're pretty <laughs> logically illiterate. Uh, and things usually happen like this quite a bit. So I'm just glad we got that first part saved because that was pretty good. Yeah. Was... So up until you just vanished and we were talking to ourselves for a second. <laughs> uh, I think we're talking about how, like, if you if you don't suck at Riverhead, you're usually pretty decent elsewhere. And um, I think that track very much promotes uh, just being able to figure out a lot of mechanical grip and, and getting your race car to to go good there so that it, it just kind of transfers no matter where you go. But the bigger question that we've tried to come up with here so you, your race car, your point standings, the 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 programs, your T-shirts—they all say JB Fortin. Yeah. Uh, Facebook very much says John G. Uh, so the biggest question is, what the fuck is your name? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the funny thing is, is that uh, me and my dad have both John. So when I started racing modifieds, um, there was numerous times where they screwed up the point system in New York in New York State system. So with uh, running a class one division, I guess they call it, right? I believe it's class one. I think they call it. Um, you could win the New York state championship, which will bring you down to NASCAR. And you could also win the, uh, whatever they call it, the freaking U.S. championship, whatever the hell it is. Um, national championship. You can win the national championship. Um, with uh, us having the same name, they put junior originally. And they kept fucking up the points. So we were like, well, this isn't going to work because every time, you know, they would give him my points or I would get his points and it just wasn't working. So um, everybody my whole life has called me JB because obviously dad being John. And so Johnny boy, that's where the nickname Johnny boy. So everybody just called me JB. Um, that was just a nickname and it just stuck. So that's what I go by racing. See, that, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right as the lights went off on the first part of that recording there, there we were like, well, so we've gotten his like racing background. We just touched <laughs> on the biggest win of his career. Do we know his name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my real my real name's John Gerard Fortin. That's my middle name. Me and my dad don't have the same middle name, so I'm not actually a junior. Your name is John Gerard. John Gerard, yeah. John Gerard. No, yeah, we're John Gerard. Yeah, yeah, John. He's sponsored by Perrier. No, <laughs> that's but that's isn't a jock. Isn't a jock though? Is it his name? Jock, John. I'm pretty sure it's John. I think it's John, it? but it's J E A N. He's very French. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sean. Yeah. Well, I am French. My dad's French. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, so uh, moving forward, I guess um, you know you, you've just won the biggest race of your career. It's it's the the biggest race at Riverhead, I feel. So, you know, moving forward, what's the plan? You know, where, where's the, where are we going to see the 34 car at? Um, the plan is to keep running the tour. I mean, uh, my goal is to, to get that big tour victory um, and possibly run for a tour championship at some point. You know what I mean? We'll see how far it goes. You know, me and my dad have talked about it. Obviously, this stuff's not cheap. Um, sponsors are always wanted. You know what I mean? Uh, we picked up Peerless Boilers this year through a business deal. So it worked out pretty good helping us out with that. Um, which I have a couple of the small sponsors, which, which help out a lot, but I mean, this stuff's not cheap. Everybody knows it, you know, and, uh, to get a ride everybody wants you to come with money. So you're better off running your own stuff at that point, you know? Um, so we're just going to go until we feel that we spent too much money and then we'll call it a day, you know, well, you <laughs> but, get, a um, people, get a couple of people doing slave labor. We got our friend Spencer over here to drive a trailer. To New yeah. Spot. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's hooking us up. Appreciate yeah. that. If you help us out, you know what I mean? Obviously, we're a small team. Like I said, we're mostly self-funded. Um, it's just we try to do the best we can every race and not suck, like as Charlie would say. 
So uh, your your dad has a, a fuel oil company, John's Fuel Oil. Uh, do you work with them as well? or Yeah, so yeah. we own a fuel oil company and a tree removal company. So during the winter time, we do fuel oil. During the winter time, we do trees. So um, I work with both companies. I fix the machinery on the tree side, and I'm also a service tech on the oil side. And it's so really, it's not like anybody needs fuel oil in February when you're supposed to be racing down to speed weeks. So, uh. <laughs> well, which actually it's, it's really tough because there's only three of us that uh, do the service side. So yeah, any installations that come in or emergency stuff like that, you know, it's going to be tough with me, but um, that's why we said we need a driver because I can't drive it down. I have a class A as well, but uh, it just doesn't make any sense for me to leave here. I'm just going to fly down for the race, you know? It's not every not every day that you meet someone and then also hire them to drive your your. It's <laughs> true. It's true. Listen, I might have to take. In, in my yeah. condition, I would not have hired me. At all. <laughs> I might have to take him for a test run to make sure. You- <laughs> to be fair, I did preface it with, uh, "This might not be the best time for an initial interview." <laughs> but but yeah. uh, he nailed it, I guess. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah right. It's a. Uh, this, you know, the, this whole thing with the tour, though, it's tough because they put you in positions like that. You know, most of us said, like, you know, most most of the people that run the tour right now, um, it's hard for them in that time period. Most of them. Uh, most of them have companies where they're very busy. You know, every I think 90 percent of the people that run the tour have their own business. Um, so it's well, that, it's I think that that's one thing that gets lost in the shuffle, too, is that. Yeah, the modified, yeah, it's, it's this NASCAR wheel and modified tour, but like these people are very much, they have regular jobs. Like, Correct. It's not yeah. like the trucks and Xfinity and Cup where they're getting paid to drive race cars. Like some of them are, but like these motherfuckers have nine to fives and like they have shit to do during the week. So it's, it's just because the mods are going to New Smyrna or like Richmond and stuff like that, that's got, that shit's got to be planned out for a lot of these people. Like the, these are, these are for the most part just regular folks. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, I mean, that's I'd always tell uh, Jimmy Wilson, which is the, the director, I said, if you can get me a schedule as early as possible, because it's we got to plan around it, you know, uh, especially this February race. Like I said, we kind of need to drive it or drive the trailer down, um, even crew wise with, you know, one, two of the guys work with me. So for them to leave, too, I mean, the one guy does installations with me. How is that going to work? You know, now two of us, are leaving. it's not losing one person, you're losing two people, you know, so it's it's definitely going to be tough. Um, we always seem to figure it out. We just love racing. So you know like everybody else that's involved in this stuff you just kind of make it work you know you have no choice at that point if you want to do it one thing i found interesting about you guys is it true that you're dragging cars across the field to go set them up in somebody else's garage did i hear that <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> i was hammered. yeah yeah so uh i actually got my my first win out of my garage um we have a uh, it's like a five car garage i guess you could consider it um we have a lift in there and stuff so we used to set them up here i have a whole lift I mean, a whole uh, setup rack thing, you know what I mean, that everybody has and modified. You have to also get your ass handed to you. But <laughs> um, I have one here, but um, my dad was working with his crew chief for many years. Uh, he actually won a championship with him back in 01. So, um, you know, it came to a point where he lives up the block. So he said, you know what, if we're going to work together, I might as well just bring the car down there instead of him coming here because he's got nicer equipment down there. A nicer scale set up. His garage is really neat. My garage is kind of a disaster. <laughs> so uh, it just works out. We take the cars, we flat tone around the block, and uh, it's, we just, and then when the next one comes back, the next one goes there. It's just back and forth all day long. <laughs> so it's pretty cool, though. But it works out because he's retired, too. So during the day, he could work on it. He walks out of his house five feet and he's in his garage, you know? Yeah. So I think that this is a good time to ask this question, but it, what? Oh, well, I would uh, you, 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 you had talked about how uh, you, know, you guys just 
you always figure it out. You, you, you love racing. You, you, it's something that you, you keep trying to strive to do. Um, you sounds like you have plans to keep modified racing here in the future, but, uh, this is something I like to ask every single uh, guest that we've ever had on the show, but you know, a lot of people go for the speed or the adrenaline or, or to be able to pass race cars or the people or whatever, but what, what is it that keeps JB Fortin to uh, keep coming to the racetrack? Uh, I like the win. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Um, everything I do, whether it be uh, video games or anything, I just like to win. Um, that's it. I mean, I, I, I played football. I played lacrosse. Um, I played college lacrosse, actually, uh, and Division Two, so it was pretty cool. Um, but I just like to win. I love working on cars. And like I said, I've been around racing my whole life. So for me to get in behind the wheel and stuff like that, it's just just go after it, you know. Well, I guess shit. Yesterday definitely helped you get back to the race. Yeah, has it, yeah. Has it sunk in yet? Because yesterday you were kind of like in awe, kind of like a lot of the fans probably were. Because you probably uh, we weren't the favorite. Yeah, I didn't know that you had only had two wins going into yesterday, and then you go yeah. into the biggest win of your career. And and I remember we were sitting down, sitting there at the pit pad, and you were like, "What just happened?" <laughs> just yeah, I'm still kind of like before I got on with you guys. Me and my wife were talking about it. I'm still like. I, I don't think I won yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I still don't feel like I won yesterday, you know. Dream but obviously, I got the two trophies behind me right now, and you guys could see him. Um, but it's uh, it's wild. I never would have thought, you know. Obviously, you go you go into the race preparing that you you know you want to win. I want to win. I work my ass off of my cars. You know, I spend a lot of time researching stuff. Kenny spends a lot of time researching stuff. That's my crew chief. Um, and it's just when you can come out like that and. Like you said, mid race, you could just tell I had a dominant car, and I knew if I got out front that it's it's my home track. I'm going to dominate it, you know. And uh, that was the plan. I just wanted to get out front, you know. That's why I said if I could have qualified out front, I think I would have probably dominated the whole race. But um, it kind of worked out better because I was able to save my car a little bit more, I believe. And I think Ryan had to use his car a little bit more, and uh, he came down for three tires, I believe, when we pitted, and maybe the tires didn't work out for him, so it worked out in my favor in that end. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. At what point in time yesterday did you realize, like, holy fuck, I'm probably going to win this race? I think when we when we came down for that final pit stop, when everybody took three tires and I made my couple pit changes and I only took two tires. And uh, we went out and we took the green flag. And I think there was a short caution right after that. And I got had a feel for the car at that point. We went like two or three laps and somebody spun out. And I was like, I came over the radio to the guys and said, there's a pretty good shot that we're going to win this thing. We just need to get out front and dominate the race. And uh, I think it was, uh, like I said, I got to second and we were behind priest. And I said, if he takes the top, the race is over. I'm going to beat him on the restart. Uh, he chose to take the bottom. And that's where that, that, that pass came from. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't even know. Like I said, I still don't know how I made it work, but uh, he just kind of washed up in front of me and I turned under him and it stuck under there. And once I got the lead, it was over, you know? Well, that's uh, I think that's a pretty cool story. I think that uh, the 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 way that the, it all worked out, uh, especially with us being there and 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 you winning that, yeah, yeah, those, those cool. And I kept busting your chops. I was busting your chops about you need to come down here. It's the biggest race of the year for us. Come on, get over here. <laughs> yeah, we had gone yeah. last year, and there there were all sorts of plans in in motion, and things were very fluid. So I didn't know if I was going to make it or not, but uh, we made the trek down, and uh, I'm I'm glad you pulled it off. You put on a show. You melted the car down in victory lane. Yeah. That, and, uh, which, well, 
that actually, uh, I'm surprised I didn't get screamed at for that one. Cause that was one of the things my dad said, I never want you to do a donut, but for this one, I won a championship, you know, thing. And I was like, I won the biggest race of me in my career at this point, you know, uh, like you said, I don't have many wins, but I have a shit ton of seconds. And to come home with this win was like big, you know, I, th- I think but, uh, that was acceptable to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't do it. I only kept it at 3000 RPM. So we were all right. I wasn't killing it. It was cool to see but, uh, the fans obviously love a good burnout, but in the, the, the craziest thing about this whole deal is that you did this without your balls. Cause you didn't get them back until Charlie brought them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give my balls after the race. <laughs> Why couldn't you give them to me beforehand? <laughs> well, you didn't deserve them yet. <laughs> yeah. but it was actually a, uh, it was funny to recap one thing though. I was talking about one of my guys earlier. So I guess it was like 14 to go. And uh, my dad broke his broke something in the rear end. I thought he just spun around, but he broke something. So the caution comes out. It's my dad sitting in the turn. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You <laughs> cause a caution when your son's leading the race. Yeah. But, you know, he broke something. So it wasn't intentional. I, I was sitting there watching that happen. And I was like, if that just cost him that race, I was like, Thanksgiving is going to be fucking miserable. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a good time, but. Yeah. Uh, no, like I said, I, I'm glad you pulled it off. It was uh, it was quite the quite the thing to watch and, and see unfold in front of us there. And you know, you guys are good people. You you know how to you know how to have a good time. You know how to feed people. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> you like that food, huh? It was cool hanging out <laughs> after the race. And uh, just congratulations, man. That was it was a hell of a win. Thanks, man. I'm glad. Like I said, glad you guys were able to make it out. It's cool. You know. Sure. Sorry, we, people there. Sorry, we dirtied up that cup. No. Hey, listen, my wife cleaned it out. We're good. <laughs> well, they bro- well after you guys left, they broke one of the arms off it. I had to glue it back on today. Oh, good. Not on purpose. They just picked it up and it fell off. I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> uh, also, well, uh, apparently, uh, apparently uh, there's another little, is there another little JB on the way? Is that what we heard? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, I now, uh, that was the conversation me and my wife had. She said, if you win this race, you could announce that we're having a baby. So, yeah, we're having a baby. Um, she's four months pregnant. We don't know the gender yet, but uh, we'll see. Either way, uh, it's going to be a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear it. Well, yeah. thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking to us. I think that this has been really good. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe Spencer will bring the, the hauler down to New Smyrna for you. And maybe when that baby pops out, I'll, I'll have a helmet with me. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And uh, hopefully now at the end of this, people know who the fuck J.B. Fortin is. Yeah, I need, I need, I need people to know who I am about this. You know, it's about time. Well, you, you finally you, you did the thing. So uh, I think <laughs> you helped your case there. But again, thank you for coming on. And it, it's been a good one. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.